UX Podcast Episode 118. Welcome to UX Podcast, balancing business, technology, and users every other Friday from Stockholm, Sweden. I am Pat Axbom. And I am James Royal Lawson. <laughs> Joining us today is uh, Sara Lerén. Uh, she's a senior UX strategist at InUse Sweden. Uh, she's worked with truck displays, workshop systems, healthcare telephones, and she's passionate about inclusive design. And this was a, this was a lightning mm-hmm. talk. Um, that so did um, in the autumn um, at a um, US, a Open. US Open at a conference yeah. here in um, in Stockholm, um, and um, oh, it, it was an interesting topic. I actually, when I saw the mm. when I saw the title, I didn't really know what it was talking about. Mm. Um, I thought it was more going into um, accessibility mm. or in a, in a broad sense. Mm. Um, mm. But then you explained to me, um, I believe, that it was um, about. Um, being inclusive in the sense of of of, of gender, yeah, um, in our designs, being non-binary about gender. So binary means that you think of only about males and females, uh, or that a family consists of a male and a female and two children, or whatever. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, the nuclear family. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. And actually, when you when mm. you do mm. when you do start looking for the, or thinking mm. about this and mm. looking for it, um, you realize how how narrow. A world that's been created. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. So there, it's it may seem like a narrow subject, but it's a really important one. And she's been making the rounds with this, with this talk uh, at several conferences now, uh, both abroad and in Sweden. Uh, so I think it's a subject that that's important f- for a lot of people to hear about because yeah. uh, few people know as much as Sara does right now. So Sara Lillian, welcome to UX Podcast. Thank you. Uh, I think we met last year at UX Open. Uh, we both did talks, and uh, we talked later that night as well. And then I talked to James the next day, and we realized, well, this gender-based design thinking—how much do we consider it? And uh, realized that this is a topic that we should talk more about. And uh, your talk at uh, UX Open was ten minutes, so this show will actually yeah. be longer than your talk. Yeah. But you, you've also given uh, the talk at uh, EuroIA in Spain last year, I think. Yeah, and that was even shorter. That oh, really? Was, that was a lightning speech Ooh. of five minutes. Okay. Um, but it's getting longer and longer, actually. Uh, mm. um, on, on Sunday, I'll mm. be going to, to the O'Reilly Design Conference in, in San Francisco, and then I'll have 40 minutes. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's scalable. Wow. (laughs) And I saw you were talking at Interaction 16 as well in Finland. Finland. Yeah. uh, In March. 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's obviously a topic that uh, a lot of people are interested in right now. Uh, There seems to be a lot happening Mm -hmm. uh, for some reason. We haven't said entirely what the topic is. The name of your talk is All-Inclusive Design Excluding No Gender. Uh, Tell us a bit about what that means and how you got into uh, talking about this topic in the first place well there were two impactful events that happened about a year and a half ago um the first thing was that 
I, during 2013, I started getting interested in inclusive design um, from, from different perspective, but, but mainly um, accessibility, but also, you know, gender. How, how can we design for, for all gender identities instead of only two? Um, and I heard about a conference in, in, in Oslo uh, about inclusive design. Um, so I went there. Uh, and uh, at first it was great. Uh, it was situated at a, at a, at a great um, building that is the center of design and architecture in Oslo. Beautiful building okay. um, with fully accessible um, restrooms um, that also had these great signs on them noting that you know, these are, these are gender-neutral buildings. Um, Restrooms. Mm. Everyone can come here, and they were beautiful as well. They were, they they had put like plastic grass on the on the walls and all that. It was it was fantastic. Mm. So I was really psyched. But then when when some of the of the um, people there um, were um, presenting their talks, it was so clear that they had not in their mind uh, that there are different gender identities than than male or female. Um, because whenever they talked about male, uh, they showed this depiction of, of, of a person looking like he's wearing a scuba scuba gear or yeah. something like that. And whenever they depicted a woman, it was uh, some kind of strange person who looked like it had only one leg mm-hmm. <laughs> and a dress <laughs> and sometimes bags as well. Mm. Uh, and I was kind of disturbed by that. Well, it was this workshop. And we were asked to divide into teams of only male or only female um, attenders. Mm. Um, and there were people there who were transgender, uh, but who didn't have the guts to speak up about it or to do something mm. about it. Oh. That was I was very provoked by that. So again, uh, so the conference was about inclusive design. Yeah. Wow. It was about inclusive design, uh. and 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 this was one of the most influential people in inclusive design and accessibility who had no idea, and and I I, I tried asking that person about it because for a moment there I was kind of I was kind of half hoping the next bit in your story was he did this to prove a point yeah, or they did yeah. this to prove a point, <laughs> uh, but no, it was no no, uh, oh. it was wow. just. Very thoughtless. It was uh, incredibly and, and uncomfortable for for some of the. The, yeah, the audience there. Yeah, it was, and I, and I, I, I asked that person, but what would you have? What would you have done? Uh, I mean, if if you, if there was someone here mm. who, who who was clear, you know, that it wasn't a person that wouldn't identify as as male or female, um, what would you have done? Uh, I would have flipped a coin. Uh, and something like that. And yeah, I know lots of gay people in in, in New York, and and I mean that's not an issue there. And I was like, oh my God! What this is? This is crazy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mm. well, I mean, maybe, maybe maybe they could have actually mm. presented it more as a role play, and mm. and, and, and rather than yeah, asking people to yeah. split themselves into male mm. female, maybe mm. you said, oh, well, we're going to role play now. Yeah, uh, and yeah. There's mm. lots of things you 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 could have done yeah. instead, but that was that was not very nice. No. Um, so that thing happened, mm. and then. A couple of weeks later, I received a letter from myself that I had written 20 years ago. <laughs> Because wow. in, in 1996, the 
Swedish Postal Service had a, a service where you could send in uh, uh, a letter to them and they would store it for 20 years and then mm. send it back. Oh, cool. uh, so at age 36, I got a letter from uh, Sarah, age 16, oh. hardcore punk rocker. <laughs> did you remember that you'd done it? Yeah, I well, remembered. Uh, so you were looking, did you expect it to come mm. or did it come as a surprise? It was a big thing in Sweden. So I think actually the newspapers wrote about it before yeah. they were going to be sent back. So All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but what I did, be, being uh, being a, a, a true punk, uh, I kind of told myself off writing stuff like, yeah, I sincerely hope that I've done something worthwhile with my life and not just become some, uh, <laughs> some average Joe or something like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so then I thought, yeah, I, I should do something about this. Um, I'm still a punk at heart. Uh, in, in, in some aspects. So I thought, well, let's do something. That, that, mm. that was the, one of the great things about the punk movement. It was, don't, don't overthink it, just do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and everyone's invited. Everyone can join. Uh, and, and, I mean, you, you, can, you can be in, a, be in a punk band even though you sing like crap. Mm. It's okay. Mm. Just, just do something. So I, I, I started blogging about it and I um, started thinking about how could I talk about this um, in, in, in a conference setting or how can I spread the word. Uh, and I started weaving it into other talks that I did. Um, so not being that open that I was going to talk about gender issues, but mm. doing it uh, all the same. Uh, ah, under the cover mm, of inclusive design, right. saying, okay, if we're going to talk inclusive design, mm. this is what I think we should focus most on. Do you think people would have been scared off if you had not tried to conceal it behind <laughs> something else? Mm. Or maybe other different pre- preconceptions. Yeah. Just to jump in with another mm. um, insight there. When I, when I first, because I wasn't at the US Open here in Stockholm mm. when you did the lightning talk, um, I couldn't make it, but, but I, I, I saw the, the title of it. And when I first read it, I actually thought universal design. So I made more yeah. of a connection to, to the kind of tried and trusted world of, of making things accessible mm. in design. And hadn't, I didn't read in um, no. or a gender aspect at first. Now you're smiling at me because <laughs> I <laughs> fell into the trap of why you titled it like you did. Mm. <laughs> um, well, the, the thing with UX Open was that last year, I, or the year before last year, I sent, two, sent in two different suggestions, and one of them was uh, inclusive design for all gender identities, mm. and the other one was um, testing outside the box. Mm. Uh, and it was the testing outside the box one that got accepted, so I tried to that game the saw. system. Ah. <laughs> that mm. was what I tried to do, mm. experimenting mm. and um, talking about it in a, in a, in a wider scope, mm. not just going straight, straight for the... For the for the thing, but but you know, talking about in- inclusive design and what mm. is that? Because that mm. is a, a concept that I both like and dislike. Mm. I like it because it covers so much, and that's also the reason why I dislike it because it uh, it can become too big, mm. uh, and people will sometimes misinterpret it and, and think that we have to uh, design for everyone. We have to include everyone, mm. and we'll never be able to do that. But but inclusive design is a great way to try to spark innovation, I think, and, and come up with solutions that we hadn't come up with if we had only thought about the, the majority of the users. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the end, I mean, inclusive design is about not offending anybody, uh, about making sure that if you want in, you're actually welcome. Uh, but what's happening now is, is that 
you risk offending somebody, and that's especially true with, I think, with, with the gender-based design that you're arguing about, mm. is that since we have, usually when you fill in forms in companies uh, or company websites, you have to decide, okay, are you male or female? And sometimes they even now, nowadays, they go as far as adding other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, all of a sudden, all, all these people are other and termed as that. But mm. you still don't have the option of uh, like choosing a pronoun. What do you want to be? What do you want to be called? Not he or she or something. Is there something mm. else? Yeah. Uh, there's so much that goes into this, uh, but it can become really, really complicated quite quickly. So I think there is, and I think that's why you are were trying to fly below the radar in the beginning. I think is because. Mm. People are kind of scared and people are don't want to get into this because they realize if I get into this, then I have to learn something new that I'm not prepared to learn. Mm. 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 Um, Timing-wise, it was interesting that in the last autumn, the American universities, I mean, that must have come just after you pitched to do um, inclusive de- design at UX Open. That mm. The universities in America started to, to there was a, a wave of, of um, change to the application forms where they started to ask students, right. um, oh, what personal pronouns do you would you like us to use at the universities? Mm. I think was it was it Harvard that started it, mm. um, and there you could actually fill in the one you wanted. Um, but I reflected on how, how quickly it seemed to get very very complex mm. because I think there was even this. Well, it's the case that they that's become part of the university system which pronoun you want to use. Mm. And that's distributed then to the lecturers. So it must be very challenging to be a lecturer who has maybe 200 well, students and you've got like a list of, yeah. of 100 personal pronouns and have to remember which one you have to, to use when you're addressing mm. a per- certain pupil mm. to, to not to offend mm. them or rather to make mm. their, to, to make their, their, their education you know, as smooth as, mm. it, as it should be for everyone else. Mm. Um, challenging. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, it, com- it can, be, can become very complex uh, if you're not mindful. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's, it's back to what, what Simon Sinek says, you know, start with why. Uh, he's got his, his, his golden circle, you know, with, with, with why mm. in the center and then how and then, and then what. Mm. Um, because if you're going to do something, you need to think about why you're doing it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we're asking for people's gender when we really want mm. to know which pronoun to use. Mm. Uh, and and still, I mean, the then we need to ask ourselves: Do we really need to know the the user's mm. pronouns? Mm. Could we use a pronoun for everyone that works? Uh, mm. If we've mm. got a gender neutral pronoun, mm. then we can use that for everyone, and there will be no hassle, and mm. we will mm. uh, treat everyone the same way. Yeah. I mean, in Swedish, we 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 have that great new pronoun, hen. Yeah. That is gender neutral, mm-hmm. and, and, and that could be used. And yes, that might offend someone, but I mean, sometimes you, that's the only way to drive change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's, that's very, it's very difficult that with um, trying to drive the development, uh, drive the change of language as well. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I, have pr- I have problems personally using hen in Swedish, but that's nothing to do with a, with necessarily um, any political opinion or, or, or opinion about the word. So, I mean, I, I've got it as a second language and I learnt it 14 years ago or whatever. And for me to then keep up to or change rules on top of rules I've already learnt, it's, mm. it's an additional challenge. It's not, it doesn't come maybe as natural. But that mm. maybe is the ch- same challenge for a lot of people. And then, of course, in English, it's still it's quite di- it's more difficult, I suspect, in English with the polarisation of, of, of his or him and her. Um, and then you've got they, but they mm. doesn't work really. Comf- doesn't feel comfortable because you've you brought no, up your entire life. Yeah, uh, being taught you use they in this certain way. Mm. So when you come across a sentence mm. that has they in a in a gender neutral mm. or personal pronoun kind of way, 
it kind of sticks out a bit and it makes you think it doesn't flow in the same way when mm. you read it. Um, and yes, that maybe will change with time, but you've got to kind of unlearn an awful mm. lot to to learn and, and seeing the difference between mm. is it a mistake or is it um, an active decision? Yeah. That that that's true. I'm 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 trying to integrate hen into my normal language, but I mean it it, it is it is difficult to change. Mm. But I think part of part of that change uh, is that um, whenever journalists, for example, you use that word in 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 articles uh, and. Uh, Facebook adds it mm. uh, as a, a, a selectable pronoun if I want it. Then, I mean, that kind of change takes time. Mm. Um, language evolves kind of organically and mm. unpredictably. Mm. Um, but still, uh, if we want to include people, uh, no matter which gender they identify with, then mm. then we need to start somewhere. Yeah. And mm. I think inclusive design can be scary uh, because uh, sometimes, and especially maybe in Sweden, uh, we're very quick to judge. Uh, if someone has done something good for one type of user, then they will be confronted and said, oh, okay, you solved it for them, but why didn't you solve it for those other guys? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. you solved it for the blind, but what about the, oh, the people yeah. with ADHD mm. or autism? Mm. Or, or, mm. Uh, so, so it can be, can be a bit scary. And what I'm trying to do is is, is making it more acceptable mm. and, and saying that I mean the least the least that you could do is is add a free text field to your gender question. Yes, uh, it might be be called other, but it's it's better than than nothing, and it's something that you can very easily mm. do just to mm-hmm. start somewhere mm. to get yourself thinking about it. Yeah, to get yourself thinking about the people that you perhaps do not think about too often, because that's mm. the thing. A lot of people who are wary of this don't understand very much the person you were describing before, who was a person within the design inclusive community, did mm-hmm. not understand uh, the concepts of transgender or being transgender or being misgendered or mm. feeling uh, gender non-conforming. And then there are all these words and acronyms that you have to learn as well, like a- LGBTQ. And people, mm. okay, so what does all that mean? And, and you're sort of scared off because there's all these, these new words and you don't understand that world mm. and you've never met anyone to your knowledge that is transgender. So how big of a, an issue is this? And you're, you might be curious, but it's, a, it's sometimes also hard to approach that world and get included into that world discussing the gender issues. I must say, I I found it very very easy to get into that world. Mm. You know, I'm I'm I was born a female and I identify as a female, and 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 that's never um, been an issue for me, um, except when I was a, when I was a punk rocker uh, and I, I dated <laughs> a guy who who pretty much dressed. We dressed exactly the same, and we had the same hairdo. So people oh, would assume cool. that we were a gay couple, and we were right. kissing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's the only way I've been queer. Uh, 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 sometimes I'm mistaken to be a guy, but I mean that's that's <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> but there, the great thing about you know working with this last year is there's um, that the trans activists have become much more visible and outspoken. Mm. Uh, and accessible as well. Mm. Um, I've contacted some of them, both both American and, and, and Swedish, um, just to you know test my ideas because I'm 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 not a user here. I'm not a representative mm. user. I'm someone who thinks about this, but I'm not trans myself, so I need to mm. check my ideas with someone else. Right. And 
it's worked very well. Mm. There's never been a problem. I've gotten some great feedback to to help my thoughts along mm. and and to come up with with different different ideas and different mm. solutions. That's excellent. I think uh, before before we started recording, um, I was doing a little bit of research and looking around things. And and um, one thing I realised is um, how difficult it is to know what gender you're seen as on the internet mm. that i mean I, you think well you know wh where do i find that or where can i see that i mean I'm, yeah, i might have been that i've registered and i remember a vague memory maybe of, of saying male female or whatever on, on, when i've registered mm. but then maybe they don't display it maybe it's stored somewhere where do i find the settings to mm. alter it and the what um what i was looking at is i know in google analytics which i use an awful lot mm. then you have the demographic reports and it's always male female. I've never seen any of anything other than male female. Now that might be because of the of the of the um, the sites I have access to, that they are exclusively male female, mm. and uh, the the mm. tiny percentage of people who've managed to choose a, a or select a different type of gender um, don't show up. Um, or it could be that fact that Google don't offer it. Um, I think that they do at least nowadays. At least I think last year I, I saw a screenshot that um, made it possible to select something else when I when I created a, a new account. Yeah, um, no, you're right. Because um, I actually wanted almost ah. okay. Because I could see, I could see um, on a page um, there was the ad. You find the ad information about you, kind of mm. what Google uh, knows from you about you as a marketing perspective, like what interests. And apparently, I like Brazilian music. I don't really know at all where that comes from. Um, there was a few different things. There was a one word that I didn't even understand what it meant. Um, mm. What did that even say? Mm. But there was some um, <laughs> some, some <laughs> interest. Um, reg reggaeton reg. <laughs> I, have no, I can't even say it. I don't know. Why, but apparently, it's one of my interests. Well, along <laughs> okay. with banking, parenting, searching jobs, searching but that's optimization, an interesting thing and Brazilian music. We, we thought maybe your kids use their iPad when they're logged yeah, in. Yeah, that's because <laughs> I'm not always logged in. I, I use yeah. a different. Um, I use different <laughs> Google profiles depending on what I, I am. Um, and then it says it just said gender for my gender, and I can think, well, does that mean I haven't chosen it? And then mm. I realised they they're showing a picture of a. It looks like a boy. Mm. Um. And things are very blue, but I don't know if they're very blue because they're a, yeah, a Maybe boy. you've gotten pink if you... Mm. I, don't, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Selected um, something else. But this, this summary page doesn't actually offer me um, ability to edit directly. So it took me a little while to kind of realise it's coming from my Google Plus profile. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I found the, the option to, to, to edit. And, and there, yes, there's male, female. Mm. Decline to state and then custom. Yeah. Mm. So it is possible now. Yeah, um, But I've never seen it in Google Analytics, and I didn't realize you could go back and find it, and it, it took a bit of digging for me to mm. find it. Um, so maybe that's a UX aspect, that mm. we don't it bury is. things. <laughs> <laughs> that's always advisable, I, I think. Um, but what, what I think some um, organizations m miss is that maybe they don't have to, to do anything about it at all. Yeah. Mm. I mean, when I ask my clients, um, why are you asking for people's gender? Mm. Um, they usually don't have a, a, a very good answer and they're not mm. using the data for anything. Yeah. Maybe they'll say, oh, but we've always asked about this mm. in questionnaires or, yeah. or whatever. Mm. Yeah, but what are you using it for? Uh, well, maybe we'll use it later. And I mean, that's not a good enough answer. Mm. Then it's just easier to, to, to skip the question. Mm -hmm. um, or think about why you're asking and actually communicate that. Mm. Um, Pinterest has, has sold it in quite a, quite a neat way. Okay. They have male and female and custom. And they also explain that 
uh, okay, we, we want to know your, your gender because um, we will use it to customize wha- what kind of advertisements mm. we show you. And that's super mm. because mm. that means that if I don't want uh, <laughs> advertisements that are typically female, then I select something else. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, with Facebook. Uh, I can select something else if I yeah. don't want uh, diaper commercials uh, or, uh, you know, uh, dieting um, pills or mm. whatever I get because I've got a vagina. Yeah. Mm. And that's a whole other problem <laughs> that you get those ads based on gender. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting experimenting with mm. just changing gender and seeing what ads you get. And sometimes yeah. that's lazy mm. market segmentation. That, yes. That mm. companies presume that a certain gender is more likely to buy and sometimes mm. maybe they've done some research and proven oh, that there is a different um, percentage of purchasing maybe yeah you'd hope so but they don't i mean so when, when it comes to marketing uh, of course you, you need to know your 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 marketing segments and and, and um, who uh, who you should talk to in which way and, mm. and and all that yeah sure but i mean when it comes to design no oh, yeah. then then Talking too much about demographics will, will probably just uh, <laughs> trigger your, all your bad biases. Mm. Will, ma- will make you um, make bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've mentioned some stuff you can do. You can actually think about if you even have to have the question. Sometimes other is enough, and uh, sometimes you can have let people specify. But what are some what are some other things that you could recommend that people do? You, you can approach people who are transgender and ask them what's what's the mm. best best way to do it but uh, what have you come across that are biases that people have or solutions good solutions that people do the solution that most of the trans people that I've spoken to uh, would prefer just a free text field mm. stating uh, or saying i mean state your gender here mm. um, uh, that feels to me super inclusive uh we don't say that something is better or 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 worse than the other um, we're not making any judgment and we're leaving full freedom to to the to our to the users to, to yeah. define mm. their gender um mm. completed with an explanation of why you want to know what mm. are we going to use it for are we going to use it for advertisement mm. or do we know for do we want to know for statistical reasons or Whatever. Right. Exactly. Telling, allow pe- them to telling people why is really good. Yeah, to allow them to, to, get, to kind of give their own weight on the value of that information. And how and, and how it may be visible in other, yeah. in other uh, contexts. Because what I've uh, also seen, I've, I've read a post by Jessica Ivins uh, on, on this uh, topic as well. And she was looking into some people on Facebook don't want to let other people know that they're transgender. Sometimes you want the option to enter it, but mm. you want to make sure that other people can't see it. Mm. Or you want, to, even if you are transgender, you just select one of the others. You have that ability as well uh, to actually sort of if to let see, make sure that the right people get the information and not the other people that you don't want to have that information. Yeah, I've actually got mm. the Facebook mm. um, gender, custom gender mm. Um, mm. bit in front of me now, and it's it's actually quite mm. a complex. Um, um bit of interaction design yeah, when you, it you is. think of when you bring up also mm. the the privacy settings yeah. like you mm. you've got the gender itself which has a privacy setting mm. you've got um your personal pronoun which you can select or you can you write in yourself and that also has a privacy setting um 
that whether people see that or yeah. not. So and it's complex. I mean, the reason it is this complex is that what what Facebook has done right is to collaborate mm. with with uh, with the trans community mm. about these issues, finding out all these different things. And I mean. What's great about the Facebook solution with, you know, 50 plus different mm. alternatives uh, is to show the wide variety, mm-hmm. to show that there there isn't just male or female. Yeah. There are lots of other uh, identities. Mm. And I mean, yeah, that type of solution is, is, is pretty hardcore. Uh, I mean, it requires quite a lot of work to both set up and to maintain. Uh, and, and there is still a risk that someone might feel... Mm excluded even though there are 50 different right. uh, alternatives mm. but just to 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 um, display the wide variety i mm. mean it's great because mm. that yes. creates awareness yeah, uh, yeah there's been so many articles right. written about facebook's yeah. interface so I, that I, I didn't realize that because it's, it's type ahead mm. um, you don't see the full list now no you actually type it ahead so you can randomly choose a, a letter here and mm. Yeah, I have no idea what some of these, <laughs> how how you would interpret some of no. these. But but I understand that there there are choices that have been developed um, through, um, oh, through through research or um, mm-hmm. collaboration. Um, but yeah, and I, I also think it's very good that here we've an example of how a very specific group of people um, can tolerate something much more complex mm. in the user interface because of their um, well not enthusiasm, but their their. Um, drive mm. to 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 make sure they get mm. what they 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 require from mm. the interface yeah. which is which is mm. good right i think that's actually the solution to it all then uh, what you both were saying now about research you have to actively ask people who who are subject to this you have to act actively go out into the transgender community and talk to people mm. uh you can't just make things up and uh, I don't think copying Facebook's interface would be a good idea either. You have to talk to your target groups. You have to talk to people that you know and people who will, are willing to talk to you. If you're based mm-hmm. in Sweden, um, I mean, uh, RFSL uh, has got a lot of uh, regional offices in, in different cities. Start by talking to them if you mm-hmm. don't know who to talk to. If you're based in, in some other country, mm-hmm. then I mean, talk to your nearest LGBTQ mm-hmm. um, organization. Mm-hmm. Um, to just get some mm. feedback, because I mean, it's as all design. It's uh, we design hypotheses, mm. uh, and we come we can come up with better or worse hypotheses, uh, but they're only that until we have actually tested them with, with real live users. Mm. Mm. And I mean, of course, it, it it has to work with our own users as, uh, as well. Um, some user groups might be less tolerant or um, might need another. Um, another design, yeah. But um, that's worked very well, well for me to talk to to trans activists in, in Sweden, in the US, and I would mm. suggest that for for other people as well. Mm. I think something else I, I'm going to push again is we talked about the the other option. Um, mm. I know that we have we have developers that listen to the um, podcast as well, mm. so maybe we can say to all the developers out there, if you if you have in your backlog that you've got to kind of program this week um, a agenda drop down or some kind of thing like this yeah. um, don't don't ask just put other in mm. don't say anything just put male female other and, mm. and, and see get where the, the discussion com- going yeah. yeah because i can imagine a lot mm. of projects if you bring this conversation up the buy-in to get something done mm, yeah, could be very yeah. complex and a, and, a, and a bigger battle than maybe you've got the energy to deal with just mm. in that particular project mm. that time mm. but if you can get a developer on your side maybe to just write in other <laughs> or a database somebody on the database side mm. to kind of add the right field then maybe that's that's enough Sneaky. to to move something along. 
that's the kind of punk uh, rock uh, <laughs> approach to it. Yes. I mean, just 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 do some something. Yeah. <laughs> I think don't ask for permission mm, to yeah. to often just try and do something and and, and see where it lands. It'd be damn mm. difficult, I think, to fire you for um, for this particular yeah. bit of career action. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry if any of you do get fired if you do do that. <laughs> <laughs> We have to have a disclaimer on the show now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, thank you very much. A really informative little chat, and make, I'll definitely be thinking more. Yeah, I hope we've made a lot more people curious about this topic now, and people st- should start researching more and finding out about the, all these words that I mentioned. Uh, <laughs> I know that uh, cisgender took a while for me just to understand what that word means. Mm. Uh, Google it. Yeah. It may not be what you think. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for so having much. me. Yeah. You're welcome. I really liked your comment about having developers put other <laughs> in the interface without telling anyone, telling anyone and just see what happens mm-hmm. uh, and see if it get, just gets into production. Uh, and I'm, th- I'm not sure, uh, well, probably developers do understand that they have that power. Uh, but to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally. But that's definitely a reason for UXers and developers to get along better mm. is that you can talk to people and, and get things done yeah. uh, under the radar, uh, as we talked about. Which I think, mm. I think in a practical mm. sense, this is an issue which for a lot of uh, websites, organizations, apps or whatever, I, I think you probably do have to start under the radar yeah. with this. Because I, I, I have trouble, I honestly have trouble in, in most mm. regular organizations. Mm. If I think of some of the clients I've worked with over the years, if I suddenly in a redesign project, brought up this. Mm. How far down the backlog would this get? True. In all honesty. Yeah. I mean, it would be, it would be mm. a real challenge. I think we mentioned about how, mm. how challenging it would be. And I, mm. think, I think, yeah, it, it would be. And, and I'm not sure mm. everyone is going to have the, the strength or, or even the passion to, to mm. fight for this um, until they drop. Um, mm. But maybe it can be simple in, in that sense that you just, yeah. just you know... And make that the default. Yeah. Because, um, okay, so we build, exactly. a f- we build a form, and so we have these default states. And one default is have another option for gender. Yeah. So the, des- mm. the default design pattern that you just grab from, yeah. you know, you, someone write a best practice blog mm. post here and, mm. and, and, you know, throw in the third mm. option there. And, mm. and it's a starting point. It's not, it's not the solution, no. but, um, but it opens a door. It's a step forward, and you'll see what happens after you actually do the research. Yeah. There was, a, there was an mm. article I was reading in part of the research for this that was um, saying that, um, I mean, some people find it may be difficult to, to understand the, the, the actual issue of this, that mm. it, 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 can, it is an issue for, pe- for mm. people. And, and some, someone described it as um, every time um, oh, this individual was, was um, called a she or a her, um, it was like um, nails down a, cho- a blackboard. Ah, yeah. Um, and that was the only way they could describe it. It just felt wrong. It, it went through a, you know, through a, their body <laughs> and, um, and, and I can relate to that I'm not saying it's comparable but that's what happens to me okay so 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 you work in computing mm. and that, that's nails going down yeah. a, a blackboard for yeah, me yeah you're an IT guy yeah you completely yeah. misunderstand so I understand I st- understand the feeling of being totally misunderstood mm. and just being and not mis- recognizing yourself just mis- being misunderstood by mm. somebody using the incorrect pronoun I can see that how that becomes mm. a problem because that, they'll be using that incorrectly all over and over and over again yeah and so of course that hurts you you can um, find us pretty much everywhere as UX Podcast, mm-hmm. um, including uxpodcast.com, where you'll find all the links to, um, well, that, well, we haven't mentioned any links in this show directly. 
There will be links. But there will be links. We'll link to her slideshare. Yep. And, and um, some of her resources yeah. as well about this um, this topic. Mm. And, um, and maybe I'll even include a couple of screenshots. Excellent. And you I mean, you did the research. You, you found some links uh, and articles yeah, talking right. about this. Yeah, you're right. I've got a couple of things so, I can so as well. Put those in there as well. Yep. There's lots to learn. Thank you Remember for listening. Remember to keep... Oh, I said thank you for listening too soon. <laughs> thank you for listening. Remember to keep moving. I'll see you on the other side. Thank <laughs> you.